The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the score. The 4-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs travel down the road to take on 2-2 EPAC foe Hedgesville Eagles. Friday at 7 p.m. with the pregame at 6 p.m. following the sports mix at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. It's NCAA football on TV 10 as the Shepherd University Rams play their home opener against the Kutztown Golden Bears. Third down here, third and four. Straight drop back for Bajan. He now rolls out to the right, looking deep down the sideline. A wide open Ryan Beach, and he'll walk in for six. Touchdown, Rams. It's a PSAC East Division battle between the Golden Bears and the Rams. Kickoff is scheduled for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 1130 right here on TV 10 and the WRNR TV YouTube channel. Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. You know, Nick, this still feels kind of weird. I guess, yeah. I mean, it is what we do. Most I mean, of the time. It, it is it's, what we it's, do it's most been of the a time. Long week, it has been a very long week, and feels like a lot's been coming to these next two days. Yeah. Um, but before getting the show, this show is sponsored in part by the commercial you heard before the intro: Browns Funeral Home and Cremation Services, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And Yesterday, we were supposed to broadcast a Musselman versus Hampshire boys soccer game, but the field was too wet at, at Musselman. The soccer field was the natural grass soccer field, so game got postponed, canceled around 3 o'clock, and I was down at Martinsburg getting the interviews with Matt Miller for tonight, and I got a call from Colin McLaughlin saying about 3.05, hey, you might as well just stay at Martinsburg. Yeah, I ended up doing the, the ninth grade game Colin and Jim Klein did, and I mean... It was good to test out the equipment uh, besides some connectivity issues early on. The equipment at least seemed to run well, so that was good. So hopefully yeah. we don't have any issues tonight and uh, looking forward to what should be a great night in EPAC high school football at the varsity level. Yeah, that's, and uh, that's, we got a lot of good games. We do have a lot of good games. We'll start it out with uh, undefeated Jefferson. They are Going to North Hagerstown, that's a 2-1 North Hagerstown team. It's a 6-30 kickoff. Yeah, so that will be I was by just talking, halftime. I should probably have a final for you. <laughs> Maybe. I was talking to uh, Rob Mario, the morning guy here, does Eastern Panhandle Talk. He's actually a coach in Maryland, and yeah. he said that, you know, I said I didn't notice that it was a 6-30 kick time until last night when I was prepping for my sportscast for the morning. And I was like, why are they 6.30 kickoffs? And he goes, I guess they tried it during the COVID spring se- winter spring season they had so it wouldn't get too cold by, you know, 9.30 and by the time of the right. end of the game. So they just decided to stay with it. I think 6.30 is an interesting time for a kickoff in high school at least. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It, it's a decent time. I, I feel like 7 is kind of like that, that right time because, you know, some people are still working until 6 or so. so. Some people need to get – their dinner and right so for parents that want to make it to the game because that's essentially what the time matters if it yeah. if it didn't matter about parents they would play the game at like four like after school or something exactly so i think seven or i mean but six thirty is if it works it works I yeah mean, i mean if it works if they did it in it does get false or them home spring. quicker and all, all that but obviously it's a friday so it doesn't really matter but yeah Interesting that they do that in Maryland. Very interesting. And then uh But again in the southern part of the state you have a seven thirty kickoff. It's just crazy how it fluctuates. Like you go yeah. to Maryland, six thirty. Here seven. Seven. Most of northern Virginia is the same Most way. High schools around the country are seven. Seven there to whatever time they are, and then you go to the southwestern end of West Virginia and you see seven thirty. Yep. Which I still have to get clarification if that Martinsburg Spring Valley game at Spring Valley is seven or seven thirty. I'm, it it really does it varies there though too because some games I did with Huntington were at seven thirty and some were at seven. Now I'm I'm thinking a lot of the the seven ones were probably like Beckley, which wouldn't quite be in that same region, but 
Yeah, I think it will probably be 7.30 for you guys. Well, I'll quickly look that up while we're after we're talking about this. So two teams idle this week, Spring Mills and Musselman. I think for Musselman, it's good that they're idle this week on their bye week. Yeah, I mean, Spring Mills already kind of got that bye with Washington, so I feel like they, they would like to build some momentum on their season because it seems like every time they start to get momentum, they get a bye or, or they yeah. can't play a game because Washington had COVID as it worked out. Um, so, you know, I feel like they, they need that, that momentum before they don't really need an off week right now, but for a team like Musselman that's had so many injuries and has had to change so much about their offense because, well, they're down to their fourth quarterback really, who's not a quarterback and they're, they're trying their best to do what they can. And and they were pretty successful, at least in terms of offensive points, but still lost to a, a down Sharando team. So it's definitely the right time for Musselman. I don't know if it's the right time for Spring Mills, though. I feel like they still want to, you know, get some wins and get some games under their belt before they take any time off at this point. Yeah, I mean, and that's what head coach Josh Sims said during our interview with him, which I still wasn't able to get to today. Just been a really long week. Um, but next week, we'll definitely have all the interviews for all the coaches. Um, so going back, that Martinsburg at Spring Valley game is set for 730. There you go. So. That's an extra half hour. That's weeks away, though. Yeah. So that but this that, week we have more right. football. This week you're right, but that means that pregame show won't start till six thirty. There you go. Um, Washington plays. I believe they're at Parkview in Virginia, and that's in Sterling, Virginia, just up Route Nine through Leesburg. Well, Parkview comes in one and two. Washington comes in one and three. So from what I've seen in years past from that Parkview program, I think. It should be an easy win for Glenn Simpson and the Washington Patriots. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Washington's a team that clearly looked really good in week one, I think, Hedge, against Hedgesville. But Hedgesville is still kind of figuring themselves out. So I don't know how that game would play out if it was played like this week or something. But obviously, you know, then they had the stoppage due to COVID, which kind of had them lose some players for a few weeks. So if they're back to their, their full-strength team, which I would – think by now they would be then Washington definitely has a chance to win that football game but they've had some disappointing performances losing to a 2A Frankfurt team who is very good but still you know you're expected to beat them when it's uh, 3A versus get, a 2A that, that game is in Charlestown at Washington High School I was missing so they are at home I, I I think it will be a competitive football game I wouldn't say it's a lock though for either team no I mean I don't but see this Parkview team is one of the most confusing teams you'll ever see um, anywhere they can be good some games then they'll lose games horribly and then like they lost to Hampshire 69 to 37 yeah I don't know but how good is Hampshire this year I don't know they might be good I mean historically though Parkview is a very storied program going back to a long long time ago I remember when I when I was playing freshman basketball at, at Heritage in Leesburg and we and that was there. a long time ago I mean, we were talking like <laughs> Seven years ago? Eight, eight years, years ago? Nine years ago, maybe? Nine, nine now? I don't know. But uh, their wall of fame is just crazy. I didn't realize there's, they have a, they've had a ton of NFL players come through there that were NFL in the 80s and 90s. I believe Billie Jean King even went there. There you go. Uh, just crazy stat to just throw at you. And then our game tonight, Hedgesville hosting Martinsburg uh, head coach. Are we talking about Jefferson? Yeah, we talked about Jefferson. That was what we kicked off with. The <laughs> yeah, 4 right. Jefferson Cougars. Cougars. The Cougars. Um, I think that'll be an interesting game to see how it fares for Hedgesville. Yeah, I mean, on paper, you don't expect it to be a very close game. No, I don't, but I want to on... see how the second half goes. Yeah, and how does Hedgesville, I Manage guess, their players maybe and... challenge a team like Martinsburg or maybe catch them off guard I mean, you early. never know. Like, the beginning of that Muscleman exactly. game was not what I expected for Martinsburg. So that's why it's so important for a team like Martinsburg, who knows that they should win this game by at least three scores, you would think based on the, the fact that Martinsburg is a power in the state and Hedgesville is still a team that's getting better but not quite on Martinsburg's level yet. So, you know, they can't underestimate this Hedgesville team, and that would be my main concern heading into it if I'm Martinsburg is you got to have that, that 
that fight in you still, like you're playing a Highland Springs type team, even if you're not in Hedgesville, who isn't on that level yet, but certainly is a team that's getting better and you can't overlook them. Yeah, and let's just talk about a couple other games around the state before we hit the break. <clears throat> excuse me. This week, number two, or excuse me, number one in the WVSSAC rankings, Huntington is at Capital. Um, I do not know what Capital's record is. I don't think they're that good this year. They're not. I don't think they're as good as they normally are this season. But still, an interesting game, obviously. Anytime, you know that whole that whole conference. I mean, good games every week, pretty much in there. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned another that conference being really great games. South Charleston is at Spring Valley. South Charleston three and zero. Spring Valley three and one with that week one loss to Huntington. That'll be a great game. At the uh, what do they call what is Spring Valley's? I have the no Timberwolf idea. Land. Or yeah, something? I mean they're the they're Timberwolves, or I don't know. But what I do know is South Charleston has one of the best quarterbacks in the state in Trey Dunn. So yeah. that'll be an exciting game. And South Charleston's also the defending state champs. So there you go. That should be a good one. I don't think a lot of people in this side of West Virginia like you saying that name. I mean they are though. I mean it may have an asterisk, but they did win it. The whole season. I feel like everything had an asterisk last year. I'm just waiting for a comment on our Facebook feed from some of our loyal listeners about the <laughs> that the way last season ended. Right. Uh, but Bridgeport three and zero facing Robert C. Bird tonight. Um, Cabell Midland three and one facing Parkersburg. University four and zero facing Fairmont Senior. Princeton three and zero facing Lord Botetot out of Virginia. George Washington this week, three and one. They're on a bye, so that good George Washington team will get their week five bye. Uh, that's really, it's really what the the main games in the state of West Virginia are this week. Yeah, at least among the top ten teams or so. So, yeah, it should be in, at least in Triple A too, I would think. But yeah, should be some good ones. Yeah, there's the comment I was waiting for: the COVID Cup trophy from Mister A R Emmert. Shout out. <laughs> To the loyal listener there, A.R. Emmert. Uh, But what we're going to do right now is we're going to step aside for our first break. This segment sponsored in part by Sunset Water Services. Proudly installing water softeners in Martinsburg and Berkeley County since 1989. When we come back, we'll talk a little college football. That's next on the Sports Mix. with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. The Mid-Atlantic Group has been serving the area's insurance needs for 40 years. We are an independent insurance agency, therefore we can offer insurance from many insurance companies, find the right coverage at the right price with Easy Payment Plan. Located at 201 West Martin Street in Martinsburg, the Mid-Atlantic Group is easily accessible from Morgan, Jefferson, and Berkeley County. To set up an appointment with a local insurance professional, give them a call today at 304-267-8989. That's the Mid-Atlantic Group at 201 West Martin Street in Martinsburg. Let them help insure you today. Football is back, and Apple Valley Chevy Toyota is passing the savings on to you. Get ready to score big with low interest rates, great prices, and a lifetime powertrain warranty. Apple Valley Chevy Toyota has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles waiting for you. Don't see what you want on a lot? No worries, it's probably on its way, but hurry in because new Chevys and Toyotas are going out just as fast as they come in. Don't miss out on your deal? Stop in today. Apple Valley Chevy Toyota on Foxcroft Ave or online at applevalleytoyota.com or applevalleychevy.com. Drive a Miller today. 
The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the score. The 4-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs travel down the road to take on 2-2 EPAC foe Hedgesville Eagles Friday at 7 p.m. with the pregame at 6 p.m. following the sports mix at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Sports Mix. And like we like to call the football Friday edition of the Sports Mix because that's really all it seems to be during these next few months as uh, thinking about the show. Yeah, once basketball picks up, obviously, we'll probably we'll have some stuff in, to look in to that. But somewhere. really, until the baseball postseason begins, there's nothing to talk about locally in football Nick, or in other sports. Nick, I would like to say that you really sparked the comment section in our Facebook feed. I mean, I was just acknowledging what was given to them, if you want to say that. I'm just looking at it right now. All right, well, before we get into previewing matchups, we'll talk about, we'll recap a matchup. Not really recap, give our opinion of a matchup from last night in the college football world that brought together two teams that their names of their teams sound familiar, just one's not what everybody would think it is. Thundering Herd of Marshall faced the Mountaineers of Appalachian State last night, Thursday night college football action on ESPN. It's a pretty competitive game that the, through halftime, Marshall or uh, App State was up twenty-one to twenty at halftime, and it was a, the first half was a very good back and forth game. Yeah, I mean the whole game ended up being you know pretty back and forth, but obviously the big takeaway for me is that Marshall didn't finish the ball game. And that's back-to-back weeks now where they've blown a fourth-quarter lead, a two-score fourth-quarter lead as well. So, yeah, it, I have it, a lot of stuff to say. It, about this, It's disappointing, and you know Charles Huff made a big deal about finishing before the ECU game, and then back-to-back weeks the team hasn't finished. Now he is a new head coach, and it is a lot of little mistakes. And I don't really, put this this loss on the coaching staff though. It's on the defense. Uh, yeah, I was. I have a lot to say about this defense. The defense is coached by Lance Gurdy, so you could put it on him. I mean, I mean, I put it on the defense for missing tackles and for making too many penalty, committing too many penalties, and for missing too many tackles. And I don't like to point out a specific player, but there is a specific player from this Eastern Panhandle that didn't go to high school in the Eastern Panhandle. Went to high school in Virginia, but he did not. He missed so many tackles last night. Yeah, I mean, I listened on our student radio station, so I didn't get a view of the game like you did. So, um, But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, in group of five football, really what you're playing for is your conference championship. Yeah. So a loss to App State, unless you're one of the top teams in the group of five and you have a chance to play in that big bowl game, but Marshall's obviously not going to be that team this year. Okay, so, but the one thing I would have to say before They we... should win out from here on out until UAB and maybe FAU, um, I would say. One positive that I could take away from that game, that was a... F- like, besides the penalties and the the refs, there was a, literally a blatant call in which the ref said... Like you could see the ref saying um, that he went and talked to the player and told him to move on a field goal, the one that Shane Chuchi missed, that he was lined up. The the guy on the defense was on the special team side of the defense was lined up over the center, and that is not allowed. And he didn't call a penalty after he told him to move. That should have been a clear-cut penalty. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And, and it did seem like the officials weren't the best last night, but officiating seems to just be an issue in every sport and every game, especially in football right now, it seems to be the big complaint. So, you know, I I can't blame the officiating. Obviously, you know, Marshall came up short in back-to-back weeks, and it's disappointing, but it is what it is. I I could, though. I really could. 
That was such a competitive game, minus the fact that the Marshall defense kind of fell flat in that fourth quarter. But I could see this game being played every single year as a conference matchup. Yeah, I mean, Grant Trailer of the Herald-Dispatch had tweeted that, and I believe App State's coach liked the tweet. So that means that he'll at least be interested in scheduling that. Now, obviously, the schedules are pretty much done until, like, 2029 or something. So yeah, but I don't know when they'll play again. That's not what I'm referring to, Nick. What I'm referring, referring to? to conference realignment. Oh, well, if that happens, yeah, but, I mean – why should Marshall be in the Sun Belt when they've lost to ECU and App State this year? Yeah, but they lost to App State by one point. That was a competitive <laughs> game. Yeah, no, I'm just messing. Also, before we kind of change topics, I want to say, as a student, as a former student and a person that loves football, you don't go to a game, see your team win by one point, and go over to the visiting locker room as on the stadium side and just yell expletives talk about their mothers, tell them to go kill themselves. That's what the Appalachian State students did last night, and it was very disrespectful. I think you can't, as a program that beat a team by one point. Well, you shouldn't do that anyway. I mean, you shouldn't do it anyway, but it was a one-point game. Marshall was was probably the best game App State's going to play all year when it comes to competition. Unless they play play Coastal. Coastal. But I'm saying one of their best non-conference game when it comes to competition. No, I mean, I, I agree with you, obviously, on that. I mean, you can't act that way, but it does happen. It happens at every stadium in the country. And let's not act like Marshall students probably haven't done something similar. Yeah, but they're not at the game. Like, not after I mean, the how game. do you know? There's no there's no way for them to get to the visiting side of the locker room. Fair enough. But I'm sure they've yelled things at players on the sidelines. And the videos I was watching, there was players that had to be escorted in because obviously they were talking, they were telling them to go kill themselves, talking about their families. You just don't do that. Yeah, no. As I, a human, I completely you just don't agree, do that. But people act that way when they're drinking and they're at a football game and they're being stupid. Yeah. So it happens. And, and, and at the end of the day, it could be a lot worse than yelling something at somebody. That is true. Because we've seen players get beer dumped on them or bottles thrown at them. So while that isn't what you want to see, I'd rather it be, you know, yelling than something like that, something physical. That is true. Well, let's move in to preview some games. Let's preview your game tomorrow. Shepard hosting Cutstown for Shepard's home opener. Should be a lot of fans down there at Ram Stadium. I'm lucky enough now to be able to go to that game. Didn't go into the week thinking I would be there on site. With the broadcast team, but some things changed, and I'll be on site producing the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, you know, a huge game in the PSAC. Uh, you know, the last team to beat Shepard at Ram Stadium was Cutstown, a, and they're defending East champions from 2019. So, I mean, this, this is a big game. This is two big programs in this in this conference, and, you know, kind of a personal connection to it for me as well because my sister graduated from Cutstown, so, of course – uh, you know, I, I texted her about it and was like, you know, what is a golden bear is what I told her because you know, I, I know what a brown bear is. I know what a black bear is. I know what a polar bear is, but what is a golden bear, you know? So, yeah. but uh, that was just kind of a joke between her and I, she never replied to that message. So I guess she didn't really care. So didn't but, probably get it. <laughs> probably didn't want get what you were doing. Yeah. I got what you were doing. Yeah. I don't know. But I did notice too, like every team in the PSAC, they, they like to put a color in front of their team name. The Crimson Hawks of IUP. You got the Golden Rams of Westchester. The Golden Bears of Kutztown. It's like, why does everybody have a color? Why can't they just be the Bears? That is true, Nick. <laughs> or the Hawks. But in terms of the matchup, you know, it, it is it is going to be, I think, a good game. And obviously, I'm really looking forward to the atmosphere. I think it's going to be one of the bigger crowds, if not the biggest crowd Shepherds had in a long time. Yeah, I think it'll be great to see. I mean, they haven't had a game there since 2019. Yeah. And it's been six straight games, technically, going back to that 2019 season because they finished the season on the road three straight games in 2019. Or I think it was two straight games, then the Mercy Harris game, and then three straight games to start this year. So it's been a long time coming. And I think – you know, Shepherds obviously has a really good team this year and has a very exciting and fun team to watch. So if you're not doing anything on Saturday, you know, make your way out to Ram Stadium. If you can't make it out, you can watch it on TV 10 or Speaking right here on our YouTube channel. TV 10 and our YouTube channel. Uh, let's tease a little bit of your interview with head coach Ernie McCook. I love him. 
first half was a little bit of a slow start offensively, but the defense came through when you needed them to. So, you yeah. know, to have that ability to, you know, you guys usually have a very up-tempo offense that can put up a lot of points, but even if the offense isn't necessarily clicking early on, to have the ability to have the defense really have a strong performance, I think uh, says a lot about your team. There's no question about it. Our defense, man, they're, they're gritty, gutty. Uh, they challenged themselves. Uh, they held IUP to 71 yards rushing. Did a tremendous job with that, stopping the run, making them one-dimensional. I thought our defense played a great game all four quarters. And uh, it, credit to Coach Klein, his staff, put together a tremendous game plan, and they, the players did a great job executing it. As the game went on, things started to open. All right, there's a little bit of, of a tease there for Nick's inside the locker room with head coach Ernie McCook. You can catch that tomorrow bet- between 11.30 and noon on the pregame show for Shepherd Rams football. Just wanted to throw that in. I don't think you were expecting that, Nick, were you? No, I didn't know you were pulling that or whatever, <laughs> playing that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it should be a great matchup. And I think they're, the, the the question you asked about their defense, I think that's one of the strong suits of their team is their defense has the ability to do things that a lot of other defenses can't do because they have a lot of guys that have come back, you know, a lot of guys that – should already be done with their eligibility, but because of not having the season last year, they decided to come back and could be a very long run in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I think, too, in particular, that IUP game, the offense has been so great that they really haven't needed the defense to come through for them. But in that first half against IUP, only put up 10 points offensively. So the defense needed to be huge, and, and they were. They're only giving up six points. And then, you know, obviously Shepard turned into Shepard that we saw in the first few games of the season and started lighting up the scoreboard and then really pulled away from the Crimson Hawks to get that win. But, yeah, the defense, it's not the biggest, but they use a lot of speed and, and they have the ability to get after the quarterback and, and cause some turnovers as well. So it, it was a big win for Shepard last week and seeing if they can do that again tomorrow. Now another game that's being played tomorrow, which you'll be able to hear on our airwaves here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 AM 740. The Mountaineers of West Virginia, they take on number four Oklahoma. That's a 7.30 kickoff, but a pregame show begins here at 4 p.m. Oklahoma Sooners coming in at number four in this matchup. It could be WVU could be playing spoiler. I think they, they definitely have a chance to at least cover in this game. I believe it's like a 17-point spread. And you look at it, and Oklahoma, while they are ranked fourth in the country, their defense traditionally isn't that great. And they're not that great this year, and they barely sneaked past Tulsa. They beat Nebraska, I believe, by seven points. So I think WVU's got a chance. I believe this would be their first ever win over the Sooners, or at least their first ever win against them in Big 12 play if they're able to do that. And I think there is a a slight chance for West Virginia to go into Norman and get this upset. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked because, well, West Virginia plays a great defensive mindset. And again, Oklahoma, to me, while they are ranked fourth, have been kind of underwhelming this season so far. So I I wouldn't be shocked if if the Mountaineers pulled off this upset. And the Mountaineers are 3-2 and in all-time ATS. I'm not too sure what that means, ATS. In their last five games versus ranked teams, including the win last week they had against the then-ranked Virginia Tech Hokies. Yeah, I mean, again, history tells you that Oklahoma will win this football game. But, you know, West Virginia is looking for that signature win. They got a big win last week. Again, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd... I don't know if they'll win, but I think they got a chance, and and I think it should be a a more close game than people are expecting. I believe that as well, and I think that'll be a good game. So if you want to tune in here on the radio side of things, that's at 4 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740, 7.30 kickoff from the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield IMG. Well, it's just Learfield now. So used to saying Learfield IMG, but that brings us – to our next break this segment sponsored in part by parsons ford they became number one by making you number one first parsons ford of martinsburg.com we come back we'll talk washington football team and some nfl other nfl matchups this weekend and a recap from last night's game that's coming up next on the sports mix Come 
dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Have not heard this in a while. Used to hear it every morning, but I kind of stopped doing that. What is that? Oh, yeah. With Rob. Yep. We'll get back into it, though. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's going to hand the Mountaineer reports, too, so. There you go. Kind of helped right there. Uh, but let's talk about NFL in this segment. Uh, Washington, or last night, we'll just recap last night's game. Not really much of a competitive game. Panthers moved to 3-0 with an easy victory last night over the Texans. Texans on their third-string quarterback, essentially. Uh, because obviously no Deshaun Watson this year due to everything that's going on. And then uh, Tyrod Taylor hurt again. Seems like that's kind of his career right now is he just keeps getting hurt. Yeah, or somebody, what was it, punctured his lung or something when he took the shot that one time? Yeah, and that was in Last year with the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the guy has definitely had had a rough time in the league. But I think obviously – you know, I didn't watch a second of this game, if I'm being honest. I watched I the very end just waiting just waiting after the martial loss just because it was on TV. Right. Um, Could have been entertained and watched uh, SportsCenter with SVP, but I was like, there's only a few minutes left. But the big takeaway is that McCaffrey got hurt. Yeah, that's not so, good. And the – was it on the Texans side? The number seven overall draft pick got hurt. He broke his foot. Okay. That would have to be for the Panthers. Though. Yeah. Because the Texans didn't have their pick. So, I'm trying to remember who that would have been. Cornerback. Uh, 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 J.C. Horn? I think so, yeah. From South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he got hurt. But, obviously, McCaffrey, the big name there. Um, and the fact that the Panthers are 3-0, and which I didn't really expect that heading into the year. I don't but again, think anybody expected that. They haven't played the best of teams. The Jets and the Texans are two of their wins. That's and the true. Saints with Jameis is a wild card, as we know. So, obviously you know having McCaffrey go down really hurts their offense but they did draft Chubba Hubbard who's a pretty solid running back out of Oklahoma State so maybe he can do something for them but in terms of of this game last night you know I mean who wanted to watch that if Deshaun was playing it would have some intrigue I feel like and yeah I mean unless you had money on the game or unless you had some fantasy implications or of course if you were a Carolina or Houston fan you weren't tuning in last night. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't 
uh, surprise you. Like kind of the Giants. It didn't help that it was a twenty-four to nine victory. Yeah, I mean the Giants football team game kind of surprised me because I just didn't expect it to be very high scoring, but it actually turned out to be a really good game. And that was the first uh, I'd say disappointing primetime game we've had this year. Yeah, I would say that too. Um, you did. You could have heard that through our Thursday night Westwood One coverage right here on Talk Radio WRNR. Uh, every Thursday we will have. Unless the Ravens play. Unless the Ravens, which happens a couple more times. They do yeah. play in primetime. Or the football times. team, right? I mean, we'll have it. But we'll, we'll have, have not it. The, not Westwood One's right. coverage. Or the Steelers. I don't know. Do the Steelers play the Thursday night football? I'm sure. I think every team plays yes. one Thursday game. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, that, but it does. You have to do that. We'll have the Steelers, but we'll have the Steelers broadcast. Yes, again, the Steelers broadcast. Um, so let's talk about football team then. Who they got this week and who the Steelers have this week, I guess. Yeah, let me pull And we could up. probably talk about the Ravens too since they're local. Washington football team travels, has their first road test this week. They're at the Buffalo Bills. That's going to be a very interesting game. Yeah, I think this is a chance for Washington to make a statement. Obviously, one of the top teams in the AFC a year ago, the Bills. But both teams come in one on one. Yeah, they do. And I think Washington needs its defense to be huge in this game because they've struggled so far this season. And this is probably the best quarterback and best offense they're going to face to this point. So I think that's my concern heading in if I'm Washington is I really want to see our their defense play well. And so far we haven't really seen that, which has, I, I think, been the biggest surprise. But obviously Heineke, too, going on the road into a tough environment. Um, we'll see how he prevails. Yeah, and I think it's going to see – I think it'll be nice to see the continuing progression – of Heineke because that's that should be what happens as the weeks go by is we should see more and more and more and more of him as the weeks go by yeah we'll see I mean I I'm interested in the matchup um you know it's got big implications in terms of you know a chance for Washington like I said to make that statement because in terms of conference and divisional standings it doesn't mean much but obviously every game in the NFL is important when it comes down to trying to make a wild card or a division championship. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's some key things to look at in this game. And I think one would be see how rookie receiver Deami Brown faces up against cornerback Tredavious White. That'll be an interesting matchup because... Wouldn't White be on McLaurin? I don't think so. Why not? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I can't see him being on Brown considering McLaurin's one of the top receivers in the league, but... If they do get matched up against each other, obviously that will be a challenge for Brown. But uh, overall, I would think White's going to shadow McLaurin in this game, which that is also a great matchup. A lot of people aren't expecting Tredavious White. Maybe they don't shadow with him. Yeah, I don't. It it all depends on your defensive scheme, obviously. I think that's what it is. I don't think the defensive scheme from Buffalo. Leslie Frazier. I didn't realize he was their D.C. <laughs> that was a name I haven't heard in a while. He used to be the Vikings head coach. Yeah. Um, I th- so that'll be interesting. And I want to see how much they can involve Terry McLaurin this week. Because he got involved last he week. He got involved last week. Wasn't really involved week one except for that amazing catch that could be a top catch all season. Um, I think, too, on the Buffalo side of things, you know, they haven't looked great in week one. Looked good against Miami, but obviously, too, it got hurt, so you can't really – say that that's the same Miami team. So I think from their perspective, you know, they're looking to really make a statement too because Washington appears to be one of the more better teams that they've played so far. Yeah, and I think another matchup will definitely be how the Washington offensive or defensive line faces against the Buffalo offensive line. It seems like that defensive line that came into the season is projected to be one of the best D lines in the country or in the league, excuse me, hasn't really performed as well as they should have. Yeah, the defense has been disappointing, and I think it starts up front. You know, those guys are all pro caliber players and Montez Sweat and Chase Young, obviously, and they have a lot of depth at that position as well. So, you know, I, I think how do they do this week, especially against a guy like Josh Allen who likes to roll out of the pocket, likes to use his legs and, and can pro- provide that challenge. I think it's going to be key for them to have a good week. It'll definitely be key for them to have a good week if they get the win. Uh, that'll be a 1 p.m. kickoff, and 
11 a.m. pregame show right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. Now let's move over to our secondary team, which you will not hear this weekend because they also have a 1 p.m. kickoff. The Bengals now are traveling to the host Steelers. It'll be a great conference game. It'll be divisional the game. divisional game. Excuse me. It'll be the first division game of the season for the Steelers. Yeah, this is a uh, interesting matchup. Pittsburgh favored by three, coming off of a loss to the Raiders. The Steelers' offense has been dreadful so far this season, and I mean they just haven't been putting up points. Now their defense is good enough, I think, especially with that questionable Bengals O line to maybe make Burrow uncomfortable and they get this win but I said the same thing last week and it didn't happen so either the Raiders are really good and I just completely underestimated them or you know or I don't even know what I was going for there I guess or the Steelers offense is so bad that it isn't isn't even if the defense plays well they're they're going to keep them on the field so you know this is a chance for both these teams obviously to take control of the AFC North which is every team is one and one right now and the Bengals look good against the Vikings in week one kind of made a late comeback against the Bears but as we saw in that game that Bears defense put pressure on Burrow and made it really tough for him so I think we could see something similar and I would think Pittsburgh gets this win but I thought that last week and they didn't get the win so we'll have to just wait and see I guess yeah it'll definitely be a wait and see thing but now we'll turn over to your Ravens. They're playing. They're traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions on Sunday, 1 p.m. kickoff as well. Uh, the Lions still rebuilding under Campbell. Yeah, and obviously the Ravens are coming off of probably the biggest win they've had in the Lamar Jackson era, at least in terms of regular season, um, and beating the Kansas City Chiefs 36-35 in back-to-back weeks where they've had these exciting a uh, night games so for me you know it's nice that i don't have to wait all day for the ravens to play a game and then have that be over at midnight but in terms of you know the actual game this week uh the lions have struggled this year but i would say a few things baltimore's one going to detroit so you know it, it could be kind of a trap game they're coming off of a pretty big when Lamar Jackson is sick this week, non-COVID sickness. I have a, a key stat for you on that. Uh, the Detroit Lions should be scared because Jackson, you just mentioned, didn't practice because of non-COVID-19. Um, he's got a stomach virus. Yeah, he's 3-0 and in games after he appeared on the injury report, according to the Baltimore Sun. The Ravens won all three of those games in blowout fashion, and Jackson had two of the of the best play uh, passing performance of his career in those games. <laughs> He's good when he doesn't practice. He doesn't need practice. One of those was the 49-13 He's like, to 13 uh, victory over the Bengals. He's like Allen Iverson. Yeah. Practice. practice. Talking about practice? Talking about the game. But the Lions also have been terrible defensively this year, and they're giving up 113 yards on the ground and 400 yards per game. The Ravens haven't technically been good on defense either this year, but – uh, you know, the Ravens do average 220 yards rushing per game. So if they're able to get that ground game going, obviously they should win this one. But again, I don't want to make a prediction after saying that the Ravens would beat the Raiders by two scores and that obviously not happening. Bad so. beat. Bad. <laughs> Didn't hold up well, but it's Bad okay. beat. They, right. they really made up for it. I, I was very concerned after that Raiders game, and luckily they beat the Chiefs to make me much more happier heading into this game. All right, well, we'll preview, we'll look at some other big games in the NFL when we come back, and we'll, we'll wrap up the sports mix uh, after when we come back from this break. But this segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore, cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, family-owned and operated, 360 Hack Wilson Way, Martinsburg, and tomorrow they're having a big Platinum Trigger Dealer Day at September 25th. They're just one of 300 platinum trigger dealers in the country you can head out there for tomorrow for special events and a chance to win an ultra limited trigger clock and you can have some fun out there and we'll be back for more of the sports mix to wrap it up next on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 on and on facebook
This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. A DUI arrest can have a devastating impact on one's life, your job, your driver's license, and in some cases, your very freedom. My name is Harley Wagner. I own and operate West Virginia's only exclusive DUI defense firm. Since 1999, I've been representing citizens throughout the Eastern Panhandle and state of West Virginia charged with DUI. Let my years of training and experience work for you. The initial consultation is free at the Wagner Law Firm in Martinsburg. Phone 304-901-7400 or online at WestVirginiaDUILawyers.com. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back. You know you're on camera there. Yeah, I know. Like, it's a fun day trying to get ready for this game. I'm a little, I'm a little tired over here trying to get all jumpy. You got to be ready for a broadcast tonight. I just didn't know what that busy move was. I don't know. I'm just feeling the music today. I got you. Uh, yeah, I just, why I just watched it. <laughs> I really don't know what I was doing there. All right. Well, we're back for the final segment. I'll have to save that clip. <laughs> Make it a gif. <laughs> Post on Twitter. All right. Well, this segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. And also by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Service or Financial Advisors, John Everson, Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Let's talk about some other key games in the NFL, and then we'll wrap some things up here first uh 1 p.m game that's on cbs is the chargers at kansas city see how herbert goes up against um patrick pat mahomes and the kansas city how he faces quarterback wise yeah and i think too the chargers have been kind of disappointing so far to me at least i expected them to be you know kind of a, a high scoring offense and so far they i think they've only scored like 37 points in the first two games so you know I'm a little bit disappointed by them so far in terms of offensive numbers but I would expect this to be a high scoring back and forth you know shootout type game in the AFC West and again the Chargers while I don't think they'll win the division this year are certainly a team that's on the on the rise in the AFC West to beat probably the top uh, contender for the division behind Kansas City so of course the Raiders and Broncos are also doing well this year as well. So it's a huge game early on in the season. And as we get into divisional play, you know, I think that's when the season really starts to get interesting because the games do matter that much more. And obviously this should be a fun one. And another game at 1 PM and that's time slot, new Orleans at new England on Fox. I would venture to guess that that's the Fox game of the week for 1 p.m. If you're not if you're not in the local times or local time slot for any of your teams, yeah, and that's a weird game. I think 
Yeah. Just because New England isn't the same team, obviously, without Brady. And New Orleans isn't the same team without Drew Brees. So what Jameis Winston are we going to get this week? That's, I mean, it's it's the tale of the week. Not, <laughs> who knows who knows what Jameis Winston you'll get? And then what's he going to say? <laughs> I saw this thing. It said Jameis Winston is the funniest NFL player without trying to be funny, which is definitely true because it, it was talking about when he got suspended for obviously – saying some stuff at Florida State that, that I will wait, not repeat. Was that when he took the crab legs? No, when he oh. – <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it. I'll tell yeah. you after the show. But anyway, uh, and then he was suspended, and he wasn't supposed to dress, and then he just went out there and dressed and thought Jimbo Fisher would forget that he was suspended. <laughs> and Jimbo goes up to me, and he's like, what, what are you doing? So, like, Jameis is just the funniest guy without trying to be funny. And, you know, I hope they win just so he says something funny after the game. <laughs> Yeah, uh, another key game this he week. He ate the W that one time. Remember when yeah. Joe Flacco did that when they beat the Bucs or yeah. whatever? Um, oh, that was funny, too. Another key game is going to be Tampa Bay at Los Angeles Rams. That's 425 on Fox. Now, that might actually be the, the Fox game of the week where you have That will be the Joe Buckman. Unless the, Cow- the Cowboys play at that time? No, they play on <laughs> Monday Night Football. All right, then, yeah. <laughs> I see where you were the going Cowboys. there, though. I definitely see where you're going there. But I think that'll be an interesting matchup between Brady and um, Matt Stafford. Yeah, and, and two good defenses, too, in Tampa Bay and, and L.A. And, you know, potentially an NFC championship preview right there that between those true. two teams. So that that's the big game in the 425 window, at least in the NFC. And, you know, another game that, that probably won't be that interesting heading in but i think that seattle minnesota game if you have fantasy implications like i do that will be a high scoring game i'm going up against wilson but i have tyler lockett so i'm hoping i have tyler lockett as well he he is he's the big play guy he is he's boomer bust i'm hoping he doesn't bust this week um then another matchup which is going to be a good one is the green bay packers at the san francisco 49ers i think that that game I think that the Packers are just I don't know, it's hard to it's hard to grade the Packers. But it is. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and he looked like Aaron Rodgers that I think we've they're known back. for years. And I don't know about San Francisco this year because they are again being hit with the injuries and I just I'm not sold on Jimmy G overall. I think he's a decent quarterback. Obviously he can get you to a Super Bowl. But I just I don't know. I think it's gonna be a good game though. Rodgers right. returning. So home that game as well. That game you can hear on our airwaves for the Sunday Night Football via Westwood One. That'll start at 8, I think 7.30 is the pregame for that 8.20 kickoff. Then 1 p.m. kickoff for Washington football team at Buffalo, 11 a.m. pregame show Sunday. And then Saturday night, obviously we talked about West Virginia Mountaineers going to Oklahoma. That game will be a 7.30 kickoff with a 11 or with a 4 p.m. postgame or pregame show. And then our TV 10 game tomorrow is Shepard hosting Cutstown. Nick will have the call with Travis Smith, 11.30 pregame, 12 noon kickoff. And then for tonight, Martinsburg heads to Hedgesville, 7 p.m. kickoff, and that is a 6 p.m. pregame show. Matt Miller and I will have the call for that, and we'll talk with you Monday. We'll talk to you on Monday. This was a sports mix. Spencer, for Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. (laughs) 